So Joe Biden announced that he will officially be running for president in the next election. It's something that I totally expected. I know there was a lot of talk about replacing Biden after his first term, how he was going to be greasing the skids for Kamala Harris. Look, I kind of believed that might be the case too. But then we look at Kamala Harris and she's just an absolute disaster, right? She's the most unlikable human ever. It's very clear she's only anywhere near power because she's completely loyal to the Democratic Party and the progressive apparatus, and she checks all the necessary diversity boxes. It's obvious that's the only reason that she has any kind of career. I mean, even people I knew who thought they might like her after seeing her in action for just a few years as vice president are now say, no, I, I wouldn't vote for this person. I wouldn't support this person. And so now the Democrats are sitting there with Joe Biden. And it's really amazing that we're going to get another round of this guy. Obviously, Joe Biden is incredibly old. He's going to be what, like 86 if he has a second term. By the end of that second term, he'll be 86. Six And the man clearly already has incredible cognitive impairment. He has a difficult time knowing where he is, what's going on, remembering basic stories about his past. He forgets when he's lying and when he's not. He just he's just not there. Everybody can see it. Everybody knows this. And the really weird thing, the thing that makes this whole experience so embarrassing is that everyone seems to understand what's going on here. Even the Democrats have a hard time pretending like Joe Biden is of any value. Every once in a while, a Democrat has to come on and say, oh yeah, yeah, we believe in Joe Biden. He's doing a great job. They lie to you about the economy. It's all great. Can't you feel your wages going up? The average family's doing fine. Everyone knows this is a lie. Everyone knows that Joe Biden is completely out to lunch, has no hope of governing this country. But we still have to kind of go through this. Again, even the left, even ardent Democrat supporters clearly understand that Biden is unable to govern. I mean, the guy is now only taking meetings between like 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. He's running bankers hours. He's supposed to be the leader of the free world. He's supposed to be able to push a button at a moment's notice and start a possible nuclear war. And he's just sitting around and he can't get out of bed. He can't talk to people. You know, if, if he's not out of the White House in time to get to the early bird special, then, you know, he loses it. So the fact that this guy is supposed to be running the nation is a joke. I mean, he had a press conference last week after he announced his run for re-election in which the press had basically already given the questions to the White House. He had a little folder, a little like pamphlet that told him the names of all of the reporters that told him what the questions were going to be. Now, of course, this should be cartoonish, right? This should be ridiculous. Any journalist should have immediately yelled about this, should have made a horrible display about what was going on here. I mean, journalists are, in theory, supposed to be these people who fight against the power, who challenge those in authority. And of course, we know that's not true. Every person at this point hopefully understands that the job of the journalist is to push the progressive agenda. When the progressives are out of power for a moment, then the journalists get to pretend like they're fighting power. But because they're in power right now, they're completely on board with everything that Biden is doing. They're not going to actually push back against him in any meaningful way. And so they're all like, yeah, fine, of course, just feed this guy every question, even though he obviously can't remember our names. He doesn't know what we're going to ask. He doesn't know how to answer it. He's not familiar with any of the material. Just go ahead and you know let him know in advance what we're going to say, 
how he should answer, yeah, that's fine. And as journalists, we're not going to say anything. In fact, we're going to defend this guy for doing it. So he can't do anything. He can't even go to a press conference. He can barely read a teleprompter. He can't, he can't get out of bed at a decent time. He has to shut down before 4 p.m. You know, make sure he gets back and you know sits down in the recliner with a blanket, turns on a Western and falls asleep by 5 p.m. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And yet we continue to pretend that we are in some way a democracy, a government in which people are elected and represent you, the people who are elected rule. Now, don't get me wrong, everyone understands that presidents don't actually do all of the running of the government, okay? Of course, they have cabinet members, they have staff, they have advisors. It's been very clear, you know, Donald Trump wasn't making every single decision, obviously. Uh, this has been very clear that presidents do this for a long time. And this is just true in general, okay? Like, you're never going to have one person who handles everything here. Even if they're the smartest, most intelligent person in the world, they would never handle every single aspect of their policy, and they never have the ability to handle you know, every inch of their bureaucracy. All of this stuff has to get delegated. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about some wise individual who's leading the country, encircled by the best and the brightest, you know, holding kind of a symposium to gather all of their knowledge and then bring it to bear on his decision-making process. What I mean is Joe Biden very clearly is not making decisions. Joe Biden is very clearly not the president of the United States. And I'm not making any kind of assertion about the election, though remember, we are supposed to believe that Joe Biden got the most votes in American history, all the history of American elections. Joe Biden is supposed to be the guy who did the best, who got the most votes you've ever seen. You have to believe that. And if you don't believe that, you're probably an insurrectionist. You're pro probably some kind of traitor, right? And the FBI will start keeping tabs on you. You're supposed to believe this, that Joe Biden got the most votes. But we'll just say that that's the case, right? We'll, we'll, we'll go along with that for a moment. Even if he did, it's very clear that Joe Biden, while having received the most votes, makes none of the decisions in the White House, okay? He very clearly is incapable of marshalling the cognitive function necessary to just do the most basic interactions because he's a really old guy. Look, guys, it's very clear that Joe Biden is going through this cognitive decline, that his age is catching up with him, that he's losing that step, and you don't want that to happen to you. You gotta take care of yourself so you're not in that position, which is why we need to talk about today's sponsor, and we need to discuss the pressing issue of the FDA attempting to control a powerful health supplement known as NMN. This controversy surrounding NMN highlights how certain forces seek to manipulate the market and limit consumer access to beneficial products. And with the sale of NMN possibly coming to an abrupt halt at any time now, it's critical to act quickly. The reality is that centralized control over health products can lead to a lack of choice and innovation for consumers. And the FDA's actions to potentially reclassify NMN as a drug instead of a supplement only serves the interests of big pharmaceutical companies while leaving consumers out in the cold. The FDA is attempting to change the status of NMN supplements to be classified as a drug, which would allow pharmaceutical companies to control it. This move is not based on the efficacy or safety of NMN, but is aimed at cornering the market and taking the supplement away from you, the consumer. 
And with the sale of NMM potentially stopping at any moment, now is the time to secure your supply. NMN, or nicotinamide mononucleotide, is a precursor to NAD+, which has been shown to provide numerous health benefits, such as improved energy, weight management, endurance, strength, and even anti-aging. By potentially reclassifying NMN as a drug, the FDA is restricting access to a supplement that could significantly improve people's lives. Despite the controversy, you still have an opportunity to take advantage of Black Forest's NMN supplement. I just got this in, guys, and I'm really looking forward to taking it daily and enjoying that boost in energy levels, mental clarity, and overall well-being. Everybody says once you start taking this supplement, you wonder how you ever managed without it. With the sale of NMN potentially coming to an end due to the FDA's actions, now is the time to act. Black Force MNN is available for purchase, and you can even get a 10% discount using the code ORIN at blackforcesupplements.com slash Orin. Stand up for your right to access beneficial healthcare products and fight back against those who seek to limit our choices. Be sure to check the pinned comment and description for the link and discount code I mentioned in this video. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get back to talking about Joe Biden and why he's making it clear that our democracy is a clown show. I don't know that I'd be able to run anything at his age. It's fine. It makes perfect sense that at this age, it's difficult for Joe Biden to do certain things. This is not a direct knock on him, though there are plenty of direct knocks on him. He certainly deserves it. I don't think the fact that he's currently out to lunch forgives him for all the decisions he's made in the past and the fact that he's currently parroting some really horrific stuff. But either way, it's very clear that Joe Biden is not the one setting any kind of agenda. He's not encircled by a bunch of wise people who he then vets by questioning them and taking their advice and weighing carefully the options and then delivering his decision and it's all acted out by the federal government. You've got to be joking. And again, everybody knows this. Everyone is fully aware. The liberal press was full of stories from places like the New York Times and the Washington Post talking about how no one really wants Joe Biden. No one on the left really cares about Joe Biden. No one really cares for him. You remember that moment where Barack Obama showed up in the White House and like everybody suddenly wanted to shake Barack Obama's hand and Joe Biden just looked like the sad, lonely kid at a party. Like he had just introduced his much cooler, uh, much more favorable uh, friend and all of a sudden everybody wanted to talk to him and Biden was just sitting in the corner. It's very clear that Biden has no real power. Even the press and the people in the White House sometimes forget to act like Joe Biden is the president of the United States. It's very clear that Joe Biden is a puppet for other people. It's very clear that there are those up in the Washington complex, inside the Democratic Party, inside the progressive machine, who really have control of this thing. Joe Biden is not just influenced by his aides. He doesn't just take the advice of his aides. He is completely driven by this oligarchy behind the scenes. And again, he's not the first president to be animated in a decent amount by his aides, to have his agenda set by his aides. Ronald Reagan, very famously near the end of his presidency, was having difficulty with cognitive function. Again, there are plenty of presidents who near the end of their term at their old age have had a lot of influence from others because they simply couldn't do the job. But Joe Biden is on another level. I mean, he's literally just hollow. 
He's literally just very clearly making no decisions here. He has no agenda on his own. It's not like, you know, he got three-fourths of the way through the presidency and someone kind of picked it up for him. He very obviously was from the very beginning being driven by forces outside of his own presidency. Uh, it was not his agenda that was being set. It was not his words coming out of his mouth. And now he's running for another term. Again, they could have just stepped back and say, okay, he's going to hand this off to a successor. He's going to give his legacy to someone else. He's an incumbent, but he's going to give his blessing, kind of like Teddy Roosevelt did with Taft and say, okay, I'm not going to run for another term. I'm going to go ahead and give my blessing to this person. But he didn't do that. He went ahead and doubled down, said, I'm going to run for an entire new term, which is just insane. It's absolutely insane. And it just shows us that the Biden presidency is just giving the lie to the democratic form of government here in America. It's making it very clear that the idea that we have a democracy is just foolish. And I know a lot of people right now, I know conservatives, we love to do this. Oh man, it's not a, it's not a democracy. It's a representative republic. It's a constitutional republic. Guys, maybe a long time ago, but you know what they said? You know, it's, it's a republic if you can keep it. And you didn't. We didn't. It's not a republic anymore. It hasn't been for a very long time. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. Yes, there are still a few vestigial organs of the republic. We still have the Senate. We still have the Electoral College. And to be fair, these are the only things that are completely just keeping the Democrats from destroying the country. Uh, to, to be fair, though, those, those last vestiges of republicanism, they do serve a purpose. I'm, I'm not decrying them. If it wasn't for that little bit of federalism, if it wasn't for that little bit of republicanism, then we probably would just be completely under a democratic, progressive, total state. That, that would just be the case right now. There'd be no hope in pushing back. But it's very clear that a long time ago, we transitioned away from a republic and to a democracy. And it's very rare that anyone except a few stodgy conservatives even take the time to correct themselves. I mean, the Democrats, all they do is whine about are the dangers of our democracy. You know, democracy dies in darkness, the Washington Post. And the only thing anyone ever defends anymore is democracy. When George Bush talks about spreading democracy and freedom overseas, right? He didn't talk about spreading republicanism, right? It's very clear that even those who are quote unquote conservatives think primarily of America as a democracy and the spreading of its values or government as democratic ideas or democratic government or values, not Republican values. Okay. And at this point, we can't even pretend like democracy as it's described is really functioning. Because again, Biden, it's just, it's just democracy with clown shoes. It's so clear that he's not leading. It is so clear that the election means nothing, at least when it comes to Joe Biden being in power. It is his advisors. It is the people behind him. It is the people who are animating him, writing the policy for him, writing the speeches for him, propping him up on stage and handing him the little trifold paper pamphlet that tells him what kind of questions he's getting today. It's the press themselves that continue to pretend like Joe Biden is an actual executive making decisions, having some kind of impact on what's going on. Your elected representative here, your elected president, does not make the decisions. He is incapable of making the decisions. He is too old. He is too cognitively impaired. And that is so clear. That is so clear that even the left continually. We are at a tipping point in America. 
With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org slash chosen. Acknowledge it, right? They don't say it directly out loud, but more or less on a regular basis, the, the left will say, yeah, he's kind of old. Yeah, you know, the, his, his age is a problem. Yeah, you know, he we kind of have to put Biden to bed, you know, early enough to make sure that he gets a good night's sleep cuz if he doesn't then he won't be able to stand up in front of the teleprompter and half read out the things that we're talking about before losing himself in another story, another lie about something that happened with his kids that didn't even happen. He just he does this stuff all the time at this point. He can't even put together a sentence and it's so clear, it's so obvious. But here's the thing. Why aren't they replacing Joe Biden, right? That's the real question. That's the big question. Why aren't they replacing Joe Biden when he's so obviously inept, when he's so obviously out to lunch? Don't they want leadership? Don't they want a powerful executive who will forward their ideas? Don't they want someone impressive? No, they don't actually. Well, actually, I should say two things. One, they can't find any. The Democratic Party and just our leadership class in general is falling apart. They're degenerating. They're unable to produce the quality of leaders that they used to. I mean, you always had progressives, but at least some of the progressives could be impressive. You know, FDR, you can say what you want about his policies. You can talk about how evil some of the things that he wanted to do were. But at the very least, him, Woodrow Wilson, these are impressive people in some way. They're men of accomplishment. They're men of intellect. They're men who can project leadership. Joe Biden is none of these things, and neither is anyone else in the Democratic Party. It's just very clear that no one in the Democratic Party has this kind of charisma anymore. anymore. Barack Obama was kind of their last gasp of this. He still was a joke a lot of the time. He still was affecting fake accents and talking in over-dramatized ways to trying to, trying to sound grandiose and try to sound like he's from places that he's not. But I mean, he really was the very last person who could even kind of pretend to be impressive in this way. Look at look at the Democratic bench, right? Who's on this? Who, who's coming up? Who's the next generation? What do you got? You got what? AOC? You got AOC? What is she? She can barely talk about anything. It's it's so embarrassing. She'll she'll affect a southern accent and then she'll jump to Jenny from the block and then she'll try to have a, some non-regional diction all of a sudden. She she has no coherent idea or ideology. Once again, it's very clear that she was kind of parachuted in to have this Instagram appeal but not really have any kind of substance. What do we got? Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, he's telegenic. Okay. You know, he's got a little bit of leadership personification, kind of feels quasi-competent. But then you look at his track record and you look at California. He's done nothing but destroy the state that he runs. His track record is an absolute disaster. So maybe he looks the part. Maybe he feels like he might have a little bit of gravitas and that old world charm. But beyond that, he has no competence. He has no ability to do anything. And he certainly has no leadership, no agenda. 
If you ever heard him on the Adam Carolla show forever ago, if he gets any kind of real question for just two minutes, he completely falls apart and embarrasses himself. And so the Democrats just have no one. They have no one who can step up into this. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is, I'm not sure even they even want this because, the, again, the perfect thing for a oligarchy that is wearing a democracy, because that's just generally what happens, guys. I hate to break it to you, but democracies just kind of turn into oligarchies. They're laundered oligarchy. And these oligarchs, they want to diffuse responsibility. They want to diffuse responsibility. If they wanted to be seen, if they wanted obvious power, then they'd step forward and announce themselves. If really wealthy people, if people who operate our, you know, our banks, our government, our military, all these things, if our media, if they wanted to be obviously accountable, they would just announce themselves as the people who kind of run stuff, but they don't. That's the beauty of oligarchy. You get to diffuse power. And so what do they do? Well, you want to put up somebody who is theoretically in charge, theoretically in control, someone who theoretically is responsible, but who can easily be manipulated. You want someone who can be controlled by those forces that are actually the ones that are driving policy. And Joe Biden fills that role perfectly in some ways, right? Because he's just such a joke that you can't really feel like you're holding him accountable. I mean, you can say, I can't believe Joe Biden did that, but no one really means that the way they mean it with Clinton or Obama, right? You've got the whole Joe Biden, he's the one in the White House, but do you really think that anyone feels good about nailing him down for something? I mean, there's just no way. Let's go, Brandon, people say that about Joe Biden, but really, I don't think anyone truly believes that Joe Biden's the one who's at fault for these things. And so, Pete, you've got this guy who's theoretically got the power, who's theoretically got the agenda, the one who is formally holding the position in the White House, but is so obviously out to lunch that no one, not the press, not the opposition party, not even the general public, really feels like they can focus and hold him accountable in any significant way. And so now we've got a really ridiculous situation where everyone has to pretend that Joe Biden is the president of the United States and that he's running for a second term and that he has some kind of agenda, that he has a big impact, that his ideas are the ones being forwarded, that his leadership is going to be what's being elected here. But that's not the case at all, and everyone's going to know it. And that's why our democracy at this point is such a clown show, because we are electing someone at this point who we know is not in charge who we know does not even have the cognitive capacity to run things. This is going to be the guy that leads our country, the guy who can't get to work before 10 and has to turn in by four, the guy who needs to read the names and questions of the reporters off a cheat sheet to even pretend like he has any kind of ability to interact with the public. I mean, Biden got elected the first time again, in theory, because he was able to sit in a bunker. He didn't have to campaign. It was in the middle of COVID, okay? He couldn't go out and shake hands. He couldn't go to major events. He basically was just hidden around for a few months, and everyone was told to hate Trump long enough, and eventually he ends up being installed as president. But you don't get to do that a second time. Joe Biden can't just 
hide. I mean, maybe, maybe he can. They're obviously, we're basically at the point where we're not even going to do presidential debates anymore. I mean, even Trump has kind of said this. And again, at this point, who are we joking? Well, what kind of system are we trying to pretend that we have? If neither candidate wants to do debates, no one is willing to actually interact and answer questions, have any kind of theoretical marketplace of idea interaction. No one is willing to have their policies measure up and weighed against and questioned in public and called to account. We're pretty far away from the Lincoln-Douglas debates, guys. I mean, you really have to be blind to continue to believe that we what we have going on, this clown show, is an actual representative republic. It's just not the case, okay? And I just don't know how anyone can continue to pretend like this matters. Sorry, I've been ranting a little bit all over the place here, but my point here is, guys, is just, I guess, Joe Biden is an embarrassment. And the fact that we're continuing to put on this show, that, that we're pretending that this is still a real election, that this is still a real stakes, that this is a person, a leader who's actually going to make decision, is actually going to drive policy, is actually going to move America in any particular direction by himself, that he's not going to be completely manipulated and completely owned by the movement behind him, the people behind him, his staff, uh, the, the heads of the Democratic Party, those that are really making decisions. The fact that we have to pretend this is just insane. It's a complete embarrassment. I'll say this one thing. There's one good thing about Joe Biden in this situation. It's so ridiculous. It's so insane. It's so obviously fake and phony that it gets increasingly hard for people to pretend anymore. And that is valuable. I'll say that. That is valuable. That the fact that people have to look at this they have to stare at Joe Biden, his inability to form a sentence, his inability to find where he is, to know what, what camera is on and where he is that day and who the people in the crowd are and what, what even event he happens to be at at any given moment. And they have to pretend like this is the guy who's making decisions about whether or not we fire massive bombs at like Russia or something. The fact that people have to stare this in the face is valuable because, again, it really just gives the lie to the idea that this is some kind of representative form of government. We all know it's not. We all know it isn't the case. It's so clearly the case that the Democrats can barely even pretend that this guy is in charge anymore. They can barely even be bothered to pretend that he's actually going to provide any kind of leadership or input into what's happening in the country. And I think that's actually a good thing. The quicker we formalize what's happening here, the quicker people understand what's really going on, I think that's better at the end of the day.